welcome to Backing Paper. It's the last Backing Paper before Christmas. Woohoo! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Oh, God, this is so exciting, guys. I am so excited. Uh, only two more sleeps to Christmas. That's right, I think. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I think oh, so. My. Um, but it depends on Word? how many naps you have. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> yeah. it might be like four or five more sleeps to Christmas. But nonetheless, um, it's real close. This one's going to come out on the Monday before Christmas Eve. Oh, I hope everyone's got their Christmas shopping done. Um, as listeners <laughs> can already hear, I've got some festive company for this wonderful Yuletide show. Of course, the wonderful Rachel is here. Rachel, how are you? I am. Hello, I am here. I have... Um, I have had quite a festive day uh, yesterday where I got to watch Die Hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, that's my yeah um, number number two film, Rear Window, and then Die Hard are like my number one and two films of all time. Um, so I get especially excited where I can legitimately um, have to force Adam that I'm able to watch it, you know, Christmas on repeat. So uh, yeah. yay! So I got my first my first viewing of Die Hard uh, yesterday, and I'm hoping to get Die Hard two tomorrow. Yay! Very nice. So because <laughs> we ruined it for that. you this evening by making you do yes. This. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was there. I was all prepped. I was literally in front of the Christmas tree. I'd switched the fairy lights on. I was feeling really festive. Had the paper, the sellotape, the scissors. I was ready to go and had my Die Hard 2 on. I got half an hour in and then I saw a message from you saying, So, like, oh crap, I forgot it was Sunday. <laughs> um, but never mind. It is lovely to be here. And we also, as you can probably tell, have another special guest to help co host today. Yes, we certainly do. Another festive elf joining us. And it is the wonderful <laughs> Andrew Wormsley, Andy Wormsley, from the Flogger blog and podcast. Andy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the elf on the shelf? <laughs> uh, definitely, yeah. I don't think I'd fit. Do you, do you have to do that with your with your daughter? Do you have to do the whole kind of like moving it around? I'm, I'm not quite sure how the whole thing works, but no. I believe they get up to mischievous stuff. Yeah, uh, our household, the, the elves are good and bring them gifts. Excellent. That However, seems most sensible. <laughs> it did stop after about a week with one of my daughters because she wasn't good enough. Oh. <laughs> so, Oops. I love no listening to, I, I heard yesterday somebody was telling me about, um, I think a friend of theirs, whose elf, whose elf on the shelf after the first night was found with a with his leg in a cast. It's like, oh, no, the, the elf's broken. His leg won't be able to move around anymore. And that was that. The elf stayed exactly where it was. So, um, oh, you're Very inventive. First visit to Backing Paper, Andy. It's a real treat to have you here. Um, for listeners who don't know, your podcast and your blog, The Flogger, you have lots of interesting conversations with people from all over the photography world, um, not just analogue photography, but people from all different walks of life, haven't you? You've, um, give give yeah. us some idea of some of the people you've spoken to recently. Um, so I spoke to, uh, obviously, Ethan, camera dactyl, uh, a light painter from Australia, um that has been models um god it's sad to remember isn't it <laughs> well it is christmas you've probably had a few drinks i mean that'll affect that <laughs> we, we spoke yeah. to, um to each other a long time ago now was, when yeah you were, very early was, on wasn't it really yeah, now maybe like four or fifth episode or so it was very very oh, early i think yeah um, so i think it sort of takes your time to find your feet mm. and i think as i've done more and more I've become uh, better at it. I think I've got better tools for it. Um, mm. But I don't think any 
you know, the the show doesn't change in the sense you are who you are, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Is it 71 episodes you're up to now? I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, That's so impressive. I'm gonna... It is, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of hard work when it's just one of you. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of waiting for people, as you two uh, shall know. <laughs> well, you, you got Ooh. to experience that tonight, didn't you? As you were, what, oh, well, what? no, God, that, that was minutes. I mean, uh, weeks, months, sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that when you're um, working with and trying to get uh, artistic, creative types on, that sometimes... Yeah. Um, organization and nailing people down it's not always the easiest there's certainly there's certainly been a few occasions where <laughs> it's been uh, hard um and some occasions where it's just kind of gone well okay i give up fate is not working with this one but um still well worth it in the end so your website your great blog actually not just with the um, podcast on but also lots of blogs that you've written on there um is flogger which is spelled p-h-l-o-g-g-e-r.co.uk so people should go there shouldn't they that's where they'll find everything they need to know about what you're up to yeah yeah definitely i've got links to everything there and um i think the biggest thing i've liked doing is recently let other people write stuff but i don't want to be um i don't want to be cosmo nobody wants um, to be um Ugh. No, because he's too popular, isn't he? He's tr- <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. Everyone really wants to be an um, international man yeah. of mystery. Yeah. And I, I, I You're think just they, doing your own I, thing. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to have too many things on my site. Um, I'm trying to keep it really, um, really small in that sense. Just a few people with some very different work. The, the article I had from David, who did the um, X-ray, uh, infrared x-ray stuff was just amazing and it's the only reason why i asked him to write because his photos are just out of this world yeah they are beautiful i've seen some of those on there it's fantastic stuff um before yeah. we move on to the email seeing as rachel already brought it up i feel like we need to cover this uh what is your favorite christmas movie well i would instantly want to marry rachel obviously <laughs> because she's got the right choice yeah See, Die Hard is a controversial I, choice. I mean, not for me. I, I completely agree. It's a it's a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. But uh, just not one for the family. What? Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old's your daughter, Andy? Seven and nine. Oh, old enough then. Old enough. Yeah. <laughs> nine, nine year old, definitely, definitely be fine. I do remember soft. seeing Terminator at eleven, and, and that disturbed me. So don't let her watch that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe uh, yeah, Die Hard. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's all tomato ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched um, Scrooge last night with Bill Murray. That's still really good. I enjoyed that film. Oh, I think <laughs> that one's Adam's favourite Christmas film, actually. Yeah, it's, he loves that. It's pretty Scrooge. good. I did enjoy. It. I was reading because on um, the Amazon app they have sort of they're on the Prime thing they have like some facts about the movie and it was saying that um, Bill Murray and the director Richard Donner did not get on at all. And I loved this comment. Hey. I think in in a conversation with um, I can't remember the reviewer's name, but one of the very famous film reviewers who I think is dead now um, so if that helps everybody put a name to it anyway he was uh, asking how they got on and Bill Murray said something along the lines of uh, he just kept ax- asking me to be louder and louder and louder I think he might have been deaf <laughs> uh, and you can kind of see a bit of that in the film it is it is played uh, Bill's OTT yeah it, you know so but it was very good I enjoyed it um, so that was good all right then, shall we deal with some emails of varying degrees of festivity? Um, 
I'll take the first one. It is. From... Are they all, all addressed to Santa? They are all addressed to Santa. They're mostly lists <laughs> of what people would like and a lot of claims that they've been good. But I How don't good believe... they've been. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this first one is a um, Cheap Shots Challenge email and it's from Jeff Greenstein. Um, yeah, Greenstein, that's right. I'm going to hang on. He said rhymes with free wine. So Greenstein, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Dearest Sunchokes, Somehow, your repeated entreaties about the pending Cheap Shots <laughs> Challenge finally penetrated my holiday-addled brain. However, I neglected to notice if there's a theme. I mean, we made it pretty... <laughs> your holiday-addled brain. The clue's in the sentence there, anyway. Is there a theme? If there is, and these shots don't meet the brief, feel free to disqualify and ignore me. Now, the great thing about the way we do the Cheap Shots Challenge is that we get to look at these pictures and enjoy them. And at some point in the future, the judge will make the decision as to whether or not they qualify. Um, um, I think we might get judged on this one, but we'll come to that. Um, the first shot is an unusual panoramic look at the back of the Hollywood sign taken on a chilly hike this very morning. And since a Hasselblad X-Pan would cost more than all the cameras for all the cheap shots challenges to date combined, this is true, this cylindrical panorama was assembled in Photoshop from four vertical 35mm frames. The camera is an ugly plastic autofocus Canon sure shot multi-telly, which y'all told me to buy in a, fe in a February episode. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the kind of thing we would do. Was that the one that I had that broke? No, because your uh, yours wasn't a telefocus one, was it? Yours was um. Oh, uh, so no. no, this is this is some just other... a sure shot, just a Canon sure shot. Yeah, yeah. So this one's multi-telly. Okay. It's fancier. Can't blame me. Very awful. fancy. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Come on now. Um, Sounds eighties. The... Love it. The film is Kodak Triax, processed in Cine Steel DF 96 monograph in my very own lab box, an item Ooh. which should be on everyone's Christmas list. Well, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm really pleased yeah. to hear that um, people are happy with those lab boxes. Yeah. Mm. Do you have one, Andy? No. Um, good things about them. And then someone said, though, that Same. they're not actually much different. So what's the point of having it? So I'm a bit undecided on things like Much that. Much different from what? <laughs> That's a good uh, question. Just just doing it yourself in um, your, uh, any normal stuff. I suppose the, the, oh, the difference yeah. is you don't need the dark bag. You know, that's the key thing is you don't yeah. need any way of keeping the light up. You don't need a dark room or a dark bag. Yeah. 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 So, so it's yeah. much easier for travelling and stuff like that, especially. But... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's got its practical side on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so the first shot uh, is of the back of the Hollywood sign. It's a really cool panorama, a panorama, <laughs> stitch panorama. Um, really like that. Very well. A lot of our favourite Christmas films come from Hollywood, so they you sure know, do. That's a link. And it with was Christmas. on a wintry holiday walk. Yeah, exactly. And nobody, when you think of Christmas, you think LA because that's what the, the climate in LA really does feel like Christmas to me every day. Um, <laughs> let's see if the second picture is more festive. This was taken on a beach in La Jolla, California, <laughs> and depicts a typical Californian's reaction to the wonders of nature. See a seal. <laughs> Take a selfie. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. Fair the camera was a piece of trash Canon 110ED20, the only camera named after sexual dysfunction. <laughs> Bravo, Which sir. Bit? 110? Uh, no, the ED. For, oh. uh, I think he means the Canon 110 erectile dysfunction. Um, okay, yeah. right. Uh, you're welcome, uh, the, the film is Lomo Tiger 200. 
Yes, this is 110, the smart car of film formats. Enjoy the shots, have a very sunny Christmas, thanks for your consideration, and thanks for continuing to pronounce my name correctly. All the best, Jeff Greenstein. As mentioned, rhymes with free wine. Free wine. Um, <laughs> and you can find Jeff, he's at blue f blue four three nine the numbers on Twitter and blue four three nine the letters on Instagram because some scoundrel stole my handle. Who would do that? What? I know, outrageous. Oh. So this second picture, I I I really love this second picture. <laughs> so um, oh. it's look it's on the beach, looking out of some rocks and into the sea. And on the left yeah. hand side of the picture, there's a, a lovely seal so basking. Cute. Yeah, and then on the right hand side, there's um, a young lady. Um, <laughs> posing for a selfie with the seal in the background <laughs> it's, it's pretty know, hilarious it um, is good um, I have a photo of, of me with a seal um, when I was about 13 I think Yeah. Um, it wasn't a selfie because obviously we didn't have mobile phones when I was 13 but um, it was in Grimsby so it was <laughs> oh, a bit God. of a different area the California of Northern England. Well, there you go, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and uh, and yeah, it was one of my favourite little trips that because we got to see all the baby seals. It was very sweet. Yeah, and um, you know, Seal uh, wrote the song "Kiss from a Rose," which was featured in the Batman movie, and I'm pretty sure there was something about Christmas in a Batman movie once. So again, it was a Christmassy Batman movie. Yeah, I think. exactly, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me, listeners. Um, yeah, a little bit. Lovely pictures, though. And <laughs> the quality of that, that I I really do like the look of that Lomo Tiger film. AIDS shot it in the past, and I do yeah. really love the colours on that. Yeah, it's great um, colours, isn't it? That? Either of you guys want to. Like Sorry, Andy? It doesn't look like a Lomo. No, well, the, the, the camera's not a Lomo, is it? It's um, mm. it's a uh, was it? It was another Canon, wasn't it? The Canon One Ten yeah. erectile dysfunction. Um, do do either of you guys have One Ten cameras or shoot with them? Well, if you don't have one, you probably don't shoot with them. No, <laughs> I think I've got about six One Ten <laughs> cameras somewhere, oh, but I don't know that any of them work. I I did I did shoot one one of them maybe oh, five years ago or so and uh and it was really bad <laughs> so oh. I, i've since given up um with with that I, I don't know whether that was just because of the film you know it might have been super old film i'm not mm. sure um it doesn't hold up in terms of quality very well and and i didn't have anything for sort of like lomo stuff at that point so um yeah it was one of those where the cameras weren't sort of like good enough to want to spend the money on quite expensive film to go into them if you know what i mean mm -hmm. if you've got like a nice lens like um aid's got his his nice 110 camera yeah, hasn't Pentax he? Auto, yeah. yeah something like that then then it makes sense to buy like a nice lomo film for it or something you know because yeah. mm. when you're looking at i don't know eight quid a roll or whatever you know it's it's not couple of quid is it that's the thing you, no, 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 you, you, it's yeah it's more of a more of an investment i think so uh, a nicer camera would sort of make it feel more worthwhile i suppose um but yeah this, this has come out really well yeah, yeah. i borrowed a pentax auto 110 and shot a roll mm -hmm. through that and um yeah i quite like the results that i got from that and i have also got i think i've only got a couple two or three um 
110 cameras. I've got a couple of the sort of classic candy bar shaped ones, and of course yeah. I've got my Fisher Price 110 camera, um, which has got a roll of film in it. It's taking me a while to get through it for some reason. I don't know why. Is this um, your blue blue one? Yeah, yeah, the one I. Does take that take 110? Does it? I didn't oh, realise. Yeah. I thought it was 35 mil. No, oh, no. Okay. I think the problem with 110 is that, um, especially if you've got a small 35 mil camera. Well, why would it, it, you have to really love 110 to, as you said, mm. spend the money on it? Um, although uh, the Lomo Metropolis film has come out in 110, that's now available, mm. so it's another choice there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's all good. Okay, cool. do you want to take this next email from Martin Fennell, Rach? Sure. He's uh, written in to say, Hi, Sonnies. Even with the reduced number of films and developers, how do I go about choosing a black and white combination of film and developer? I've always approached photography from a technical rather than aesthetic perspective and can't work out if changes I see are down to my faults or genuine changes in the film or developer. Thanks for all the time you put into this. Mm. Mm, that's, a, that's a big question. Uh, Andy, have you got any oh, thoughts on this? Um, uh, <laughs> What's your go-to, would you say? Um, when you're... I've only used um, Ilford. Yeah, all I've used so far because at the end of the day I've only Do been doing it like two years. Yeah, everything because um, I was introduced to it by someone else. Um, so he taught me how to use Ilford. But I'm looking at getting um, something like D76 yeah. anyway. But everyone really rates Rodinal, don't they? You use Rodinal, don't you, Graham? No, no. I see. No? I, what was I... it you were using the other day when we had? A, oh well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <on Boxing> Day. <laughs> Don't let anybody know. We are. Um, uh, my go-to is generally HC110, which is another very popular um, developer, yes. um, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sort of good for a, a wide range of stuff. And also, the thing about HC110 is it has, um, I think, it's potassium bromide in it. I might be wrong again. Don't at me. But regardless, it has something in it which helps reduce fogging if you're using expired film, which I am known to do on occasion. Um, (laughs) But I think, I mean, as Martin said, there are so many potential combinations and it can be really tempting to go, I I need to try this, people are recommending this. And um, I think the secret is if you find something that's working for you, stick with it, especially if your approach, if you are somebody who likes to approach things in a technical way, um, Mm. just... Find the thing that you like, find the thing that works. A, a good place to go is things like filmdev.org, where you can look yeah. at what people have done, different recipes, different films with different developers at different speeds, and see the results they've got. Find one you like the look of, give it a go as they've done it, and see if you get similar mm. results. And then if that works, use and the you base like point, it. I suppose. Yeah. 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 I, I think the problems come when you chop and change a lot. Um, and especially if you're not doing a lot of pushing or pulling film, um, because I think then it is worth looking into having different developers to do different things. But um, if you're not doing that, then just find something that works um, and make sure that your process is uniform, that the temperatures are always right, that you're always using fresh developer and fresh fix, and or not always fresh mm-hmm. fix, but you know that, that those things are always right, and then you'll get a much better benchmark. But... Um, yeah, I suppose it also depends on accessibility, doesn't it? You know, what what can you get access to? Because I don't know where Martin lives, but obviously, you know, different chemistry is more readily available in different 
countries and different places and things. So, um, you know, that's something to consider as well for anybody else um, uh, who who might want to sort of try a few things out. I know that um, Christian Strauff has obviously extolled the virtues of, uh, uh, I, I think it's obviously Kafnol yeah. um, and Femipan, hasn't he? You know, he, he loves that combination. Um, I think I'm right. Is that right? That's yes, the right combination. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's one that he's kind of like come across and gone, this particular Kafnol recipe with Fomapan, you know, 200 is just brilliant. And, and he's just really enjoyed using that. And it's given him that result that he was looking for, as you say, Graham, you know, starting that starting point. Mm. Mm. Another thing then to consider for um, Martin is how well going to do it. Because obviously if you're buying um, liquid, then it's going to go off quicker mm-hmm. than powder as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. This is another I mean, advantage of um, things mm-hmm. like HD110 and Rodnall is they have a long shelf life. Or things like Ilford Simplicity, you know, so you've just yeah. got a very small amount of chemistry if you're if you're just wanting to try, you know, and, and develop one or two roles or, or I can't remember exactly how, how many they do, but it's sort of a, a small one shot kind of thing and uh, and done um so yeah yeah anyway I, I things hope to, that helps. good things to think about yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and asks more questions than it answers maybe <laughs> yeah but as i said a, a good there are a lot of good resources out there and like the filmdev.org is a great place to go and have a look um but cool that. yeah yeah I, I think especially for just general shooting f- find what works for you you know like I said, HC one ten is a great all round developer. You know, Ilford, I think it's ID eleven, um yep. is very good all round developer. You know, f- try something that is fairly general purpose and just work with those and then if you find that you're not getting what you want, then seek advice to find where it's not quite working for you. But um yeah, just don't chop and change a lot, otherwise you'll never know what's working and what isn't working for you. Okay, Andy, do you want to take this next one for Andreas Person? Andreas, yes, certainly. So, hello, Sonnies. These are my submissions for the Holiday Cheap Shop Challenge. I took these when I was walking through town one evening and actually I'd forgotten to bring a camera. <laughs> well, that's, uh, yeah, that's quite common, isn't it? It's pr- problematic. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, how, how, how the hell did you get a picture then? <laughs> Here's okay. something I sketched for you. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I managed to find a box brownie in a flea market for 10 euros and got a roll of HP5 from a local camera shop. This Aha. is brilliant. Isn't that <laughs> Not often one can just pop by the shops to buy a brownie and some film on a whim, but it worked out well for some cheap and spontaneous shots. <laughs> Since I was shooting a brownie in the dark, <laughs> I oh had to prop the camera up on planters and signs <laughs> to keep it stable and use the bulb mode to manually count the exposures for a couple of seconds. These shots were then developed in Cathanol. They came out surprisingly crisp and well exposed for the circumstances. Have a Merry Christmas. That's fantastic. Mm. All, all of that is fantastic. Um, I'm realising now I've only brilliant. added one of those pictures in. Hang on, I'm going to go and add the other picture in. But you can guys can see the first one on there anyway. Oh, that's mm. awesome. That's come out so well. It's, it's, it's so festive. It's very well. festive, yes. We're getting is, the festive yeah. there. <laughs> so I'll let you guys describe what you're looking at whilst I put the other one in. It, it's a big flipping tree. 
<laughs> it's, it's a big a Christmas tree, tree. Uh, yeah. with in in um well as as it's mentioned it's uh, the middle of the night or it's it's basically you know it's Christmassy time and the lights uh, have uh, the light has gone from the from the sky and from the street so it's kind of in the middle of a market square I think or like a yeah. town square um yep. cobbled cobbled sort of um uh, sort of square as well which is really lovely because it looks like there's been some rain and and there's some lights reflected um on the on the cobbles and things as well and the tree is lit up beautifully and you've also got some uh, buildings sort of uh, flanking it on either side as well and they've got some nice festive lights in the windows too so it's all looking very very lovely and um how cool is that that went and managed to find the brownie in the flea market and then the grab the roll of film from the from the camera shop and away you go so even leaving the house without a camera and with two awesome cheek shots challenge photos i think hats off yeah that's awesome and because you never know if it's even going to work no absolutely absolutely not Uh, i really really love the exposures that he's got with these because it's, I mean, it's super dark. It's nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, the the mm-hmm. lights are all just sparkling and standing out beautifully, but it feels nice and dark. Um, and as you said, the um, the cobbled streets, uh, particularly in the second one, which I put in there now, you can see, mm-hmm. um, you can see that it actually was raining, and so you got the light reflecting off that. Um, I, I would be thrilled with that shot if I pulled it off with a camera that was doing most of the thinking for me. But I uh, box brownie <laughs> when you're working out the exposures. Uh, yeah, what a, what a great story of going, well, I just need a camera and some film. I'm going to pick one up here and now and go, um, that's fantastic. Absolutely that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, really. It is a little bit like when you walked into the, you broke your 127 camera and then walked into the shop and basically <laughs> bought, bought another, another one. one yeah. <laughs> the same identical shop, uh, one. Uh, yeah, like two hours later or whatever, and a half an hour later. But yeah, it's, it's so good. I love it. Well done, um, Andreas. That's awesome. Awesome work. And like you say, lovely exposures as well and that's come out so well and that's Caffinol as we I just mentioned before so mm. yeah really done a good job yeah, yeah it's done great yeah. I, I also think can you imagine now if you went to your local high street without a camera went into a digital shop and bought a digital camera do you think you'd be able to get a photo like that no no <laughs> it would be a hell of a lot harder oh man mm. I yeah think that's quite good yeah no, I completely agree. Um, I I've tried. I've, I've done almost all of my Christmas shopping online this year because I I just can't. And I think twice down on the high street, right? <laughs> uh, I love the high street, but I I I'm so bad at Christmas shopping. Um, I've tried going into town, uh, going to the shops twice to go Christmas shopping, and on both occasions, I've just come back with a camera for me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty Damn. good going because the first time um my local camera shop which is a digital camera shop it's a little independent digital camera shop um mm. but they obviously get people giving them stuff and so once a year they sell the stuff off to raise money for charity it's like well it's for charity i really should buy something um so mm. i bought myself uh, a fed three because i got a beautiful fed two oh, that wow. jeremy gave me so i bought a fed three um because um it was pretty and you know <laughs> It's family for the other one. Um, uh, so I bought that. And then I was looking around an antique centre trying to find um, something for somebody, anybody, just inspiration mainly. And I found a little, oh, now, what was it? I can't even remember what the darn thing's called. I think it's Paulina Max. It's got some weird name. Anyway, it's a, like 1960s um, point and shoot, kind of similar to things like the Kodak Retinet um, 
bees and stuff like that. And it seems to work. I haven't quite figured out how it's deciding how long the shutters should be open for because at one point it had a it had a light meter but but it's pretty and it was five quid i'm like well i oh. can't leave that here it's christmas what, what does it take what format uh, just 35 mil they're both 35 right. mil so oh, um nice. i didn't find any christmas presents for anybody else but i did at least come back with cameras for me so <laughs> for you. Oh, no not total success okay oh. um we have got one last email here uh and this one is from gilbert townsend who writes in Hello, sunbeams. If only I could be so grossly incandescent. Uh, <laughs> that, that's, that description, it feels like it both gives and takes. Incandescent seems lovely. Grossly sets it off badly, though. <laughs> um, managed to get off on the right foot, the right sunny foot, meeting Aiden, which I would very much like, but Aiden is actually short for Adrian, um, as in Adrian, at the photo meek. Photo meek, the photo <laughs> meet last week. Was was your reference to Rocky? Yes. By the way, yeah, it was. Okay, that was brilliant. Yeah. It was. That's best. not actually Aid's name. It's not actually Adrian. Just, it is. A, just... no, it is Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> um. When somebody said they'd met everyone except Graham and Aid replied, uh, he does exist, I helpfully <laughs> asked if he wished he didn't, <laughs> which didn't go down as well as I'd hoped. Oh, to be God. honest, I'm Aww. surprised by that. <laughs> I would imagine that Aid had to think about that quite long and hard. Do I wish Graham didn't exist? Bless him. Um, I went to my favourite <laughs> film supply shop in London today and the bloke said that Portra was going up 35% from the 1st of January. So we all have that to look forward to. I bought five is that rolls. Rumor or is that No, or is that confirmed? That's confirmed. I'm not sure about the exact percentage rise, but... Uh, yes, Kodak Film is going up um, a, a decent chunk of money and it may well be that Portrait is going up by 35%. I, I've seen the numbers and then instantly forgotten them because they were numbers. Um, I bought five rolls of what was in stock in the vain hope I won't need any more anytime soon, uh, but I'll probably buy another box if I can. I've seen quite a lot of that actually of people buying a lot of Kodak stuff um, yeah. <laughs> in the run up to Christmas. Stockpiling. Yeah, which I'm sure Kodak's more than happy with. Mm-hmm. I've also been thinking about the new... Incidentally, whilst we're mentioning that, um, Ectochromium 120, pretty great. I think we may have mentioned that on last week's show, but Ectochromium 120, right before Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. A Christmas miracle. I've also been thinking about the new year and what to do about photography. I've been in a bit of a slump with it all lately. I realised that while walking around taking photos can be fun, when you don't have money to go to new places, it gets pretty stale fairly quickly. My plan is therefore to force myself to go and shoot a frame every day and put it on the internet as a way of making myself visit a new place. Even I'm not insane enough to develop an entire roll every day, or to shoot 365 sheets of 5x4, so it'll probably end up lagging 30 days behind when I took the image. I'm not expecting anyone else to do it with me, but if anyone else does, it would be lovely to have some solidarity in the project. Maybe Rachel could even come up with a snazzy hashtag. Hashtag shoot film or else? Seems a bit aggressive. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I quite like that. Shoot film or else. Shoot film or else the puppy gets it. Um, I also wonder if anyone else has any goals for the new year. I've done similar things before and both loved and hated it. I tried to do a drawing every day of 2017 and then ended up resenting the entire process. But I also took a photo of myself every day for six years digitally, so I know I can do it. 
Hope you all have a lovely December and continue to exist. Yours, Gilbert. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Gilbert. There's a lot to unpack in there. Um, first off, yes. I'd like to assure you on behalf of both Sunny 16 and I'm going to say the flogger that we will all continue to exist into the new year. Oh, I've said yes, that now. Touch wood. Touch wood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... Because um, I haven't spoken to either of you, gentlemen or lady, about the Kodak film rise. Um, we spoke about it on mm. the podcast with M and Hamish and Bellamy. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. What are your thoughts on this um, film price rise? Well, I think, obviously, it's going to meet with, you know, people being upset. It's a film rise, it cost rise. Um, on the other hand, maybe just in general, we are used to, you know, used to particular prices. And if the industry itself is going to be able to grow, uh, maybe maybe we do need to, you know, spend a little bit more on some of the professional films in order to give that money back, pump that money back into the industry so that more R&D can happen and therefore more films can come out in the future. What about you, Andy? Um, I'm pretty much of the opinion, we're not entitled to opinion in a way because it's a business. Like... You know, people well, make things. It's supply and demand. You, you can have your opinion, should I say? But we'll at the end it. of the day, we yeah, we can't change it. Um, they're obviously doing it for a good reason, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we are going to suffer, and I know many people love Part of Four Hundred, me included, and it'll probably push it out of um, our reach. So, I think they'll have a little decline at first. Yeah, but they're yeah. there for the long term, aren't they? That's the thing, and, and you know, and that's what they've been saying, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, they've they've done their research. Uh, one would assume, and um, they pre- presumably an- anticipate that the the rise in price will be enough to counter the um, p- potential decline in sales. Although I do think that they've had a bit of an issue of late with keeping up with supplies of some films. So it could well mm. be that you know. Uh, this is the what you do if you're struggling to meet the demand at the price that you're at you put the price up to to put the brakes on the demand a little bit to give you time to catch back up um mm, but, possibility too yeah yeah but i think it's fair enough as you said you know uh, things especially things like portrait you know these are professional films i mean like so for yeah. example in in your work uh, i know rach you obviously you do some film shooting uh with mm-hmm. your work and i don't know whether you do with your work as well andy um but if you're shooting it for professional reasons, it, it is a cost that you can expense to the client. I mean, if the price goes up, then the price for what you're doing just has to go up. That's the way these things mm-hmm. go. Um, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It, it, you know, when I'm looking at weddings and things, I obviously look at what's my materials budget, you know, what's the time in terms of, you know, processing it by hand and scanning it or sending it to the lab and the costs for that and things. And, and so I just, have to factor that in anyway and as you say you know it just means that other you know that that materials budget has to has to go up a little bit you know unfortunately yeah yeah yeah. Um, Mm. 
analog photography has been a fairly economical hobby to enjoy um but the reality is that most hobbies are not cheap things to do <laughs> you know hobbies and cheap don't <laughs> tend to go together i mean we had our 10 euro brownie didn't we in our uh, yep. i don't know maybe five pound roll of hp5 in there and uh pretty pretty good you know yeah. oh, there's absolutely there's still plenty of choices to shoot film cheaply um it's just not just not gonna be all the professional stuff but you know that's all right you can't buy a Leica for 50 quid either and um you know we're all used to yeah. that um what about the idea of um thoughts for the new year uh, i mm. uh, jeremy has been i don't know it's his his personal thing or whether it's something he's adopted from elsewhere but this idea of Who's the 2020 jeremy? sorry do you mean Gilbert? Gilbert. No, no, no. Jeremy on Twitter. Uh, this this is related. Let me oh, get the end sorry. And uh, Jeremy sorry. on Twitter has been saying a similar thing of what's you know what's your twenty twenty vision, which is very snazzy. If that's if Jeremy okay. came up with that, well done. But uh, um, of what you're looking for, you know, looking ahead to, and what you're thinking about photographically for the next year. And um, yeah, different people coming up with different things. What do you, do either of you have things that you're particularly thinking? This is something I want to work towards. Something I want to do for the mm -hmm. next year. Ladies uh, first. Uh, okay, thanks, Andy. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, I do actually. I have been thinking about this for a little while, and um, it, it's partly actually due to um, the assignments that we've been doing. And one of the first ones, or one of the early ones, we did was um, self-portrait, and um, just that whole experience of going and doing that. Um, at the time um, I you know learned a lot from it it was an interesting out of my comfort zone challenge for me but perhaps as Gilbert has mentioned actually um, he's talking about he took a photo of himself every day for six years digitally and he was talking about uh, perhaps taking a photo every day um, on film um, now even with the sort of like lag behind and I thought that's something that is so far removed from anything I've really done before I've never done these kind of like photo a day challenges or anything mm. and I think although it might not be every day what I might do is take a self-portrait every week or something um and uh, and kind of like make that a little project mm. um now that we've got the the house sort of at least most of the renovation sort of stuff is done I've I've got like a chair in a room that I can potentially use <laughs> Mm. Um, that I don't have to be moving stuff around the whole time to to be able to sort of sit in that and maybe have a camera set up um, at the sides, you know, that I could just sort of keep there and, and take a photo once a week or something. We, we'd sort of talked about that, actually, haven't we, Graham? Yeah, yeah, and I really like that idea as well. I think it's... Um... I, I think having the discipline to do something like that can be uh, very helpful, both in terms yeah. of getting something done, but also improving, just improving your approach yeah. to work. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. What, I don't um, know which camera to use for it. I'm, I'm still considering how to how to make it work and if it will be colour or if it will be black and white or all these other things to think about. Yeah, you've got a lot of formats to choose from, haven't you? That's true, I do. 110? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, it won't be used 110. <laughs> Safe to say. <laughs> okay, what and you've you, had Graham? some time. No, 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 that's not the way this works. <laughs> Everybody knows. What about you, Andy's Graham? <laughs> come, on. So, come on, Andy. What, about, have you, what are your sort of thoughts for next year have you, have you yeah I've, I've always got things i want to do so it's but years are sort of irrelevant to me it's more a case of i, I think of something and want to do it mm -hmm. so um i reached out to someone who's been in one of the magazines recently uh, i should say he reached out to me and i was like um i think we need to do something together collaborative project probably just two of us um so 
he's a pinhole expert and I've never done pinhole so um, that'll probably suit my budget mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing um, I'm doing a project with three street photographers in this country so there'll be just four of us doing that um, so that's already sorted um, I do want to do some zines or zines if you want to call it <laughs> zines, uh, nobody calls I, them zines Andy you cannot call I, them zines that's not going to happen yeah, oh God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my ultimate goal is my own magazine yeah that's awesome that's good yeah it's, it's a lot of work and stuff and I'm useless at design so I'm not sure whether it'll happen well, you know, uh, we are a village. There are some templates as yeah. well, you know. And there's some good yeah. people out there doing good stuff, you know, reach out to people for help and advice. This community is nothing if not incredibly supportive, so uh, take advantage of it. That's what we always do. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm quite lucky in that sense like you too, that you meet people through doing this mm. sort of work. So I've met some people. Um, that can help me and like uh, I went to the photography show in Hull earlier this year mm. and I came across a guy there who was publishing other people's work and uh, his um, magazines and that were really um, very reasonable priced so I bought a few off him yeah no oh, that's great mm. that's good that yeah. sounds like you've got some good goals good targets for the next year and we look forward to seeing that look forward to seeing mm. your all right Graham yeah <laughs> all right Graham come on what's yours then uh, you know, because um, I have been thinking about this post, you know, Jeremy bringing it up in the first place, now Gilbert following up on this. And uh, I had a lot of fun this last year, um, tried sort of new things or things I'd barely tried before. So I shot a lot more 4x5 or 5x4, both actually, um, within the last year. Mm-hmm. And I've got into doing cyanotypes, which I've thoroughly enjoyed in the last year. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and various things like that. And, you know, and getting back into printing and probably doing more printing than I'd ever done before. So these are all things where even if I did my turn before, I'd not spent much time with them. Um, but the thing with kind of all of the work that I'm doing, well, that's not the right. Thing. All the pictures that I'm making, taking, all the pictures that end up getting done. Um, uh, <laughs> it's all pretty random. And I, what I really want to try and find is the thing that I really want to take pictures of because a bit like Gilbert is talking about this thing of just walking around taking random pictures is mm-hmm. um, is what I'm doing still and I've been enjoying photography as a hobby now since um, the beginning of uh, 2011 time? So since the beginning <laughs> of time immemorial um, so we're at nine years now near as damn it wow. and um, and I don't feel like I have any direction whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't know how one finds a direction. Um, but you, Is it important to find a direction? I, I think I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate, I suppose. But mm. I also feel like maybe that's a good thing because you've always been very open to trying new things and giving it a go and therefore finding out, you know, going down other rabbit holes you know for various different sort of formats or techniques or what have you and you've always been very open to trying Mm. new things and i think that is like don't lose that is what i'd say oh yeah Um, no i i I don't want to lose that but at the same time i think it's that thing of it's sort of uh as broad as an ocean as shallow as a puddle with all of it i i've (laughs) um i'm not getting 
I'm not spending enough time with anything, like with the cyanotypes. I've had fun doing cyanotypes, but um, they tend to be like, oh, I want to make a cyanotype. Well, what's around? I'm going to grab some stuff and just throw it together. And, oh, I made something. And yeah, they're fine. They're fun. But that's all. And, um, and I want to get to the point where I'm making something where I feel like it has, to me, a bit more value. I don't know. Mm. I'm, what I'm it's a hoping... bit more considered... Yeah, meaning behind it, and yeah, something saying. just yeah, just something that means more to me when it's all said and done. If nothing else, sure. uh, I, yeah. what I'm hoping is that by doing more printing, which is something I'm really keen to do more of, that that will lead me to think more about okay, well, this is what I'm enjoying printing, and this is what I'm liking getting out of printing. Therefore, this is what I want to shoot more to get the, these end results. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard because I don't really have a pathway to get there. But I think what I need to do more of in 2020 is not new stuff. Um, yeah. I, I've I've got fantastic photography gear. I'm very lucky. I have great cameras. I I don't need any more cameras. Got two new ones. I got two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I admit I am full of shit. Um, let's see how much that family gets added to in the next year. But I don't need any more i don't you know i've got i think all of the formats covered you know up to a point obviously i've got anything massive but um so i don't need any new gear and i don't think i i, I God, i'm terrible because i always say this and then i instantly do the opposite but i don't need any new techniques or new things in my life so so let i just i really look forward to doing this show this time next year and just eating so much chore over what a load of rubbish because I'll probably have tried half a dozen different things but but that's kind of where <laughs> I'm going into 2020 is thinking okay look at mm. what you've got yeah. look at what what I've done go back and look through my library from the last few years and actually look at what I like that I've done and then try doing mm -hmm. more of that um so that's okay. my plan anyway that seems like a good intention you yeah. set your intention yeah. that's yeah, good it's a yeah. good intention um yeah not, don't you find um with say the people you've interviewed or someone you've come across that you think um i might like to try that idea oh don't yeah. start him on more no no you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right i mean and this is the problem you you, I, you speak to people and you go oh god that's a great idea um but i'm always yeah. i'm always very envious of of uh, so many of the people that we speak to who yeah like they 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 have found the thing that they're working towards. I was, you know, just scrolling through Twitter today and saw some lovely pictures that um, Claire Marie Bailey was sharing on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, see, Claire knows what she wants and what she wants to go for. You know, she's got the look, she's got her ideas, she's and she's working towards mm -hmm. this thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was, I had lunch today with some family and um, uh, a couple of um, uh, the guy, the sort of uh, younger members of the family were there. One, uh, God, not anything. One was sixteen, and one was eighteen, I think. And um, they they both like yeah one's got an, uh, oh like what so what are you doing when you have finished your GCSEs oh, I've got an apprenticeship lined up okay and the other one's got plans for going off and is already working um, with regards to like game stuff and is planning to go off and do animation mm -hmm. it's like oh my god you know what you want to do you have plans <laughs> I've I've yeah. never had a plan in my life <laughs> yeah um, so I know. yeah I, I have very similar feelings to you in that sense that. You come across so many people with so many different techniques, ideas, different photography things, and you you look back and you think, I don't actually know what I want to do, but mm. I think I've found a few things I like. I know long-term-wise what I'd love to do, but I haven't tried it, so I don't know if I will. Mm. 
yeah yeah i think in some ways what i probably just need to do is set set myself a thing that i'm going to say i'm going to do and then just work towards it come hell or high water um, and put some strictures up but we'll see anyway yeah we'll see that is it for emails. Thank you so much for all those emails. They were fantastic oh. and got us all yeah, thinking. Well um, I think Santa would be very happy with all of those. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Santa approved. Everybody who emailed us this week. And Santa approved. Santa, <laughs> official Santa approved. But also, everybody who's emailed us throughout this last year, and there have been so many, so many great emails. Thank you, everyone. Your correspondence is a constant delight to us. Um, and... You know, we're coming it to the... literally wouldn't exist, would it? Black and paper literally wouldn't exist without your emails. So no, thank it... you so much. Yeah, for... uh, I love black and paper. I love doing it. I love getting your emails every week. Keep them coming in. Let's make 2020 a banner year for the finest of yeah. in- emails. Um, Let us know what your plans are, I guess, is a yeah, good thing, isn't it? You that's know, a great want idea. To know what, what's your aim and what are your plans? And um, as we've very badly stumbled through our our sort of vague outlines of what we might be looking at doing it would be nice to find out what you guys have planned because you're always way ahead of us <laughs> so as, that would be lovely as jeremy north on twitter what's your 2020 vision write to us put that in the subject line that'll help me find them that'll be great and you can write to us oh yeah <laughs> uh, at sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com thanks Rach. teamwork now, Virtual high five that. So that's it for emails, but that's not it for because Andy said, "Look, I'm going to come on your show, but on one condition." Uh, He said he's got questions, and my understanding is that these are questions for me because Rachel has already answered these questions because Rachel was on the Flogger podcast. When was it? Way back, way back when. I I actually am not sure. Might been the beginning of last year. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. On that. It is Graham's turn today. Okay, so I'm a little bit nervous about these because I haven't seen or heard (laughs) these questions. So this is going to be some very on-the-spot bullshitting, which, fortunately, (laughs) is my specialist subject. (laughs) That's why I thought it was suitable for you. (laughs) So go on then, Andy. Go for it. Okay, so we've got to keep the Christmas theme, aren't we? So does Santa need to show his passport every time he enters each country? That is a very good question. Uh, Santa does not need to show his passport because he his feet basically don't touch the ground. And my understanding of passport law is that your feet have to touch the ground for your passport to count. So um, it's, if, for example, you can fly and never land in the country, you don't need a passport for that. If you're flying over somewhere, you don't need to show them your passport. And because Santa, at worst, lands on rooftops and climbs down, uh, you know, he doesn't need a passport. So that he's fine. He's absolutely fine. Oh, well, that, that's good then, isn't yeah. it? Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, the reindeers are moaning about their work rights <laughs> and having to work a bank holiday. How do you fix it? Uh, I or see Now, this is an easy one for me. Uh, you would... I'm going to use the word cull because that seems um, more politically correct than um, brutally murder all of those reindeer and get some fresh ones in. Do you need to leave in. again? <laughs> listen if, if those reindeers aren't if they're, if they're not going to do what they're told to do they need to go uh and um you know i was listening to some weird owl today on, on christmas tunes and reindeer oh, sausage sure. came up um so oh, you know gosh. the reindeer sausage that's what happened there are plenty more reindeer in the snow there you go <laughs> fair enough i see your point <laughs> these are just so suitable for you it's unbelievable <laughs> Most people are like, um, uh, hang on, give me a minute. <laughs> uh, so, 
Um, Santa is having issues with the elves and zero-hour contracts. <laughs> this is very politically charged, yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? How do you sort that? Okay, I'm not... Rach, you'll be pleased to hear that I'm not going to say elf sausage. <laughs> because one, <laughs> uh, double entendre is just not my bag, baby. Mm, a zero-hour contract for elves. That's difficult. You know, I think elf rights uh, need to be better represented. So in this case, I think the elves should stage an uprising, uh, a coup, if you will. Um, get an elf into government. Yeah, get go. an elf into government. Uh, throw Santa down. And if he does, if he does not give in to us, because at the end of the day, they could do his job. All you need is like three elves standing on each other's shoulders. They could wear the red outfit and they could do the delivering. So, you know. Stand up for your rights, elves. Awesome. Nailed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Am I getting all these answers right, by the way? Is there well, points there at the end? No of right, really, is oh. it, Rachel? <laughs> Philosophical <laughs> questions. Yes, it's definitely. Um, Santa, is he a saint, a magician, a time lord, or a serial trespasser? Oh, I mean, does he have to be just one? Um uh, I think oh, well, he's, yeah, he's it's good. called um, a portfolio career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Rachel said, a portfolio career. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Um, definitely a hint of time. I love Doctor Who so very, very much. So I definitely think he's got a bit of the Doctor Who in him. But yeah, all of the above. Yeah. Um, one day he will be held up for his crimes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll last, last one then. Okay. Um, will the AA or RAC... Go on a call out if Santa breaks down with his sleigh. Oh, that is a that is a good question. I wonder if that's ever happened. Because he depends on the home start policy, I think. Oh yeah, how far away from home was he when he broke down? This is an important thing. We well, need to know this. It's bound to be miles away, you know. <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm going to say that the AA and RAC probably not, but Green Flag. Uh, my understanding is that they're great. They would probably come out, Tim, because you know, <laughs> and <laughs> he, he, they probably get to an hour with him because he's a senior citizen. I think they take these things very seriously. They don't want him out there in yeah. a cord on his own. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely think they mine, would. Mine's um, rescue my car, so it could be rescue my sleigh. Rescue my sleigh. Need to check the policy. To the website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic well um i hope we fix christmas for everybody thank you very much for those questions andy i hope uh, <laughs> i hope i haven't ruined everyone's christmas <laughs> with my answers well it was all fine until you started no i'm not even gonna go there fine um <laughs> it was all yeah. fine until the second question <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, okay we've got a few things that we want to draw your attention to as this year draws to an end the first thing is of course the sunnies um i know we're still bleating on about this but you still have time to vote but if you have not yet voted in the sunnies your time is running out um you have until boxing day voting will close at the end of boxing day so please please Go and vote Gosh, now in the sunnies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I want for Christmas is Actually, for you to vote. Please go and vote so that Graham doesn't do that again would be. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to do I it suggest. again. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, um, where can people find how to vote in the sunnies? The link for it. So if they go onto the website, sunny16podcast.com, there is a links page and there is a link to the form on there. It is the pinned tweet on Twitter. Uh, and also if you are on Instagram and you go to the um, our 
uh, profile page on Instagram that will take you there's a link there to the links page which you can click on it only takes about five minutes it's so much fun it's the most fun you'll ever have filling in a form um, <laughs> it's a low bar to hit um, yeah. and yeah it would really mean a lot to us if you took the time to because as we keep saying this is just our way of yeah. showing love for the stuff we enjoy um absolutely absolutely and and when do you think we'll be doing the sunny's awards show that Mid-term? is a very good question rachel so um next week's show uh which will come out we have got a show coming out this week um which will be out hopefully on boxing day assuming i get it edited before then um if not boxing yeah. day maybe the day after boxing day hey listen it's Christmas. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Santa will bring me uh, a day of peace. Um, but that will be the show for, um, recorded when Aid, Rachel and I met up last week, which was so much Yay. fun, wasn't it, Rach? Yeah, it's awesome. We had a lovely time together. We didn't record that much whilst we were out and about in Oxford um, because we were just too busy being out and about Cold. in Oxford. It was, <laughs> wasn't We were really lucky with the weather. The sun... Yeah. Well, the sun didn't shine, but the rain also didn't fall, um, and that's exactly. a big positive. Um, and we had a lot of fun, but we I'm did just too busy eating. We did quite a lot of eating. That was fun. Um, yes. We had a good time, and um, we. The main show is um, one. We well, I mean, spoiler. We got aid developing a roller film, so yeah. that happened. And also, we looked at all of the fantastic pictures that people sent in for the print competition. So uh, a lot of the show was spent on that. Um, yeah, fabulous work. Yes, yeah, so that will be out on Thursday. Uh, You've said it now. We've said it now. Oh, did I? <laughs> Thursday slash Friday. <laughs> um, and at this point, I'm not entirely sure about the week after. So m- more news to come on that. But it might be that we have a week's pause between... Uh, for backing paper and Sunny 16 before the new shows come out because it just depends on who's what and where because I'm doing quite a bit of travelling I know mm-hmm. you've got stuff going on as well Rachel and I'm sure Aid has as well so it might be that we cannot get together to do that mm-hmm. but I've got a wedding and a workshop to do <laughs> yes so Rachel's pretty biz um, and, and likewise I've got my boys down uh, after Christmas so it might be that um, backing paper and Sunny 16 podcast take a one week hiatus um, but we will then be back after that and the first show of the new year will be the Sunnies, uh, so that will be exciting. And well, the first show of the new year will almost certainly be a backing paper, um, which will probably be the one that comes out on the six. Probably, I said, who knows? Might squeeze out a backing paper before then. You know, I don't. But but if not, backing paper will be out on the six, and the Sunnies show will be out on the ninth, and it will be a gala event. Um, Andy, have you been invoterated in the Sunnies? Yeah, I so. Good, it's good. Part and part, isn't it? Yeah. Was it's... it quick and painless? Yeah, I think there so. There you go. See? Was it the most fun yeah, thing you've done this year? <laughs> oh, he's, he tops it, definitely. Good, good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Did you say top 30? <laughs> I'll take it. Um, so anyway, so please do get and do that, listeners. I, I know we keep on about this, but like I said, it really doesn't take very long. And it it's just really nice to see as many people as possible taking past, taking past, part, part in these past part. things. Part. Yes. Oh, it's so hot. There um, we go. That's the Well done. Next on the list. Next on. on the list is the Cheap Shots Challenge. Now, again, this should be fully in your mind because the theme 
as Jeff Greenstein completely failed to spot. I mean, he managed to know that we were doing a Cheap Shots Challenge and somehow failed to notice that we were doing Christmas or just seasonal fun Cheap Shots Challenge. Um, Holiday-themed. Holiday-themed, yeah. whatever Best that holiday. is to you. Um, <laughs> it can be a lump of coal in a sock for all I care. <laughs> um, so do get taking those pictures. Get your cameras out whilst the family's around, whilst you're unwrapping presents, whilst you're out walking the dog in the rain, whatever it is you're doing on Christmas Day. Um get those cameras out take some pictures we're going to leave it open until the middle of january um at the very earliest so people have got time to take pictures and get them developed and get them sent in um but just get those done send them into us put the uh, the um topic the email subject of cheap shots challenge christmas uh, if you can keep the size of your files under sort of two meg otherwise they become a bit of a problem in the email client i know i kept saying i was going to do a form i didn't do a form let's face it it's not going to happen for this cheap shots challenge but next time it We're definitely will look <laughs> what can i say i'm rubbish um but we'd really love to see a picture i've been out with my cheap shots camera uh rach have you been out with yours yet no, I haven't. I haven't. But I, I have been wrestling with my Hassie. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Um, yeah, your Hassie is not a cheap shots challenge camera. No. That's all bad working. Oh, my God. Another spoiler for the um, next one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like, don't think we even talked about it, did we? I don't know we didn't, we did. actually. I realised afterwards that we didn't actually talk about it. Um, but uh, but I have managed to shoot a roll of film through it. Yes. Um, and then I went to reload the back and couldn't then get the back back on. Um, and then, thankfully met up with obviously aid and graham and they helped help me we figured <laughs> um, it out between us working didn't again. We? we did we did and and you know it's my first module modular modular camera um so uh it, it works slightly differently from uh, a tlr you know uh, rolly and all of that kind of thing so it was interesting to uh yeah the, it's like you were saying about your bronica there's so many things that you have to just make sure you've done this in this particular order and um, that these colors match up and that this works <laughs> Um, what have you before you take the shot so um, we did manage to work it out between the three of us thankfully yeah. and that meant that I did manage to shoot another roll of film haven't processed either of them yet so don't know if they've worked or if anything's come out but I've at least had the, um, the lovely pleasure and opportunity to uh, to press the shutter and hear that gorgeous sort of mirror slap it's been brilliant so uh, yeah Really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, and it looked very pretty on the table as well, didn't it? It looked <laughs> lovely. It was fine set dressing, if nothing else. And speaking of my Bronica, just very quickly, I actually went out for a walk with my Bronica on Saturday. Uh, I, I kind of felt... Um, boy, Christmas is a lot. I need a break. Um, so already, <laughs> <laughs> this is on the like nineteenth or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought I, I went and I thought I'm going to go for a walk down by the river because we had loads of rain and quite a lot of flooding in the fields of west. So I'm going to go and try and take some pictures of this. And um, so I started walking along the river. This is the Thames, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to walk all the way from one point to the other. And the only time I've done that walk was when it was really snowy a couple of years ago. And that was a bit of a nightmare. There was no one else around, but I made it. Um, had to kind of get rescued once I hit the road. But I thought, well, I'll walk to the road and then get Sinead to come and pick me up. So I was walking and walking. And I probably walked for well over an hour. I took a few pictures along the way. Um, had my Bronica, a heavy camera, um, mm. and the bag with the other lenses in. It's so a quite heavy bag. 
And um, along the way, the river had a couple of places kind of encroached on the pathway, but I had my wellies on, so I was all right. So I sort of waded through those. And I'd gone, like I said, at least three quarters of the way along this pathway. <laughs> I was not far from reaching the road and salvation at the form of Sinead with a car. And um, I came across a bit where the water flowing across the path was just too deep. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't <gasps> no! cross this. So I oh, had to turn oh, around. Hold the camera above your head, you know? Uh, well, it was, it was super tempting, but I decided against that and instead just had to turn around and walk all the way back. As I was well. like, you're oh, ever six God. foot, you know, you could get away with it. I would, I would have been underwater, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah oh, an hour and a half that, walk back. <laughs> There you oh. go. That's that's a a tale for you know a reason why you should wear your galoshes, isn't it? Yeah, Is it your galoshes. We did, we had this waders. conversation actually the other day, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, oh I, dear. I, I should probably try walking along that path when it isn't a nightmare because of weather. Um, Andy, mm. I've mm. never seen a cheap shots challenge submission from you. Do you have a cheap shots camera? Have you ever sort of taken part and just never got them into us in part in time, or have you just not taken part? The worst crime of all. <laughs> worst crime at all i think yeah. um i don't have a cheap camera i have low price cameras but i don't think any of them would have fit in it was 20 was it 20 quid well we, yeah we we've had to sort of up it a bit to 30 well mine only costs 30 quid anyway so uh but the thing is that the, the cameras i buy are for projects yeah so i don't have spare cameras i'm not like most people project yeah it's a nice project so you know could fit could work there you go i could do one there you go it's it's very freeing andy knowing that you're buying it for the cheap shots um camera project cheap shots challenge car i'm losing and and also if you buy one for that you can use it for the um shitty camera challenge as well because um that's on instagram on twitter rather and that's always going on that's great so you can take part in that and it's great just going looking for a camera where the only important thing about that camera is just needs to be cheap doesn't matter if it's rubbish as long as it's cheap um it's great fun well i hope you do find a camera and take part what's the cheapest camera you've got what's the lowest end camera that you own um probably an OM10. That's a nice camera. Yeah, you need a cheaper, nice. rubbisher one than that. Yeah. yeah. That was only 30 yeah. quid, though. So That's a bargain. Well, that was amazing. My OM2 was only 50 quid. <laughs> yeah, that's out of budget. Never mind. Yeah. Well, there's a project for the new year. Perhaps yeah, you can yeah. go and find something nice and cheap. Um, just before we move on, I should also, because we didn't actually talk about Mahasi in um, the show, just wanted to say a huge thank you to um, uh, Juan Alatore, who actually sent me the replacement back um, and, and basically said, yeah, I've got this one. I'll send it over to you so that you can actually get out and shoot with your, with your camera. So uh, massive thanks to him for for, you know, just super generous um, sending that over. So I've actually been able to go out and, and use it. So uh, thank you so much for that. Okay. The next thing and I've got on my general things list. Actually, I'll leave that one to last. We'll come on to the next one, which is Camera Dactyl. So we had Ethan on recently, and you were saying you spoke to him very recently as well, Andy, um, to talk mm. about his idea for an upcoming Kickstarter project. That Kickstarter is live. So um, this is a Kickstarter for the Camera Dactyl Branco Pan, which is a splendid name, mm. um, a 3D printed 35mm panoramic camera, but these are the files that you are uh, kickstarting here, as opposed to the actual finished product. Um, this is a really great idea. 
3D printers are becoming not quite ubiquitous yet, but they are that more people have got them than ever before. More common, yeah. More common, or, and, or at least they're being an area that you can perhaps get to to use one to hire one, maybe. Yeah, there are there are cafes and stuff like that where you can go to mm. and use stuff. Um, I was saying before we started that our friend Simon Forster from the Classic Lenses and Large Format Photography Podcast, he's recently bought one. So they're, they're getting out there. They're not ridiculously expensive. And so what this Kickstarter enables people to do is they support it, um, then they get access to the files, and they can print the camera at home um, themselves. This is a fantastic uh, thing. I really love the design of this camera. Um mm. And then once you've printed it and built it yourself, the only other thing you need to buy, now admittedly this is not a small thing you need to buy, but seeing as everything else is dirt cheap, it is um, a Mamiya press lens. That's what these housings take. Um, you do that and basically you've got a much, much cheaper alternative to the Hasselblad X-Pan, which is going to give you um, not entirely dissimilar results. Um, it's great. Uh, I, I really like this. I really like this idea. Um, Ethan was saying on here that you could buy a 3D printer for under $200. Um, the cost of backing the project is pretty darn low. Um, I mean, you can do it for as low as $1, but you wouldn't do it for $1. Although apparently mm. 182 people have done it for $1. That's shame on you people. Um, hmm. But, it, you know, so $1 for that. And then buy a lens, which again, you might have to spend up to $200, 200 quid on that. But you still have a camera, which is going to enable you to take pictures very similar in style and um, format to the X-Pan for under 500 pounds which is, you're not going to get an x-pan for under 500 pounds um it's really cool what do, and it's you, one you get to build yourself as well which is awesome yeah i like the fact that um it uses is it two springs out of a biro mm -hmm. <laughs> as well i just think that's really really awesome love it it's like yep just need that and my two biros and i'm sorted <laughs> so good yeah yeah awesome so inventive and creative yeah that's, I think one of the best things about Ethan is he produces this stuff that gives people opportunities. Like I say, like most of us can't afford um, the uh, X-Pan. So you can go find a friend or whatever, can't you, to get one of these printed, get a really cheap Mimi lens. I mean, there's some for 50 quid online. I was just checking the price there. Mm -hmm. So you've got it for next to now. And, what I really, another thing I liked about Ethan was he is all about um, open source. Because I know originally he wanted to give his camera design away. Um, so I think this is a, the best way around it, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fantastic. And it's one of these things where you can back it now to get access to the files so that you can actually do this yourself. Or you can just back it to support something that you believe is valuable and has worth going forward maybe you don't have a 3d printer at the moment maybe this particular project doesn't speak to you but if yeah. you like the idea of ethan coming up with these designs and being able to just put them out there for people to get and print at home being a thing going forward then support him now in the way that he's asking to be supported um because there may come a time one project two projects down the line where it's something actually you really do like the look of and you do want to use and um helping him now to get to this goal he's um looking to raise let's see so he's got a target of uh let's in dollars um uh so his target is twelve thousand dollars and he's currently at five thousand three hundred and ninety eight dollars I think this is fantastic. The fact that he's already at that point um, yeah. is fantastic. I really, really hope he gets there. Uh, 
go there, check it out, look at the videos, there's great videos there. And as I said, even if this particular project isn't for you, read what he's saying about what he wants to do going forward and just see if you want to support his ongoing endeavours because we need mm -hmm. people making new cameras and Ethan is doing mm -hmm. absolutely that um, and getting things <laughs> out the door and making it happen. So um, well I done, was just Ethan. chuckling. Absolutely. It's been brilliant, isn't it? And I was just chuckling because as I was like, that's a different number from what I saw when I clicked on the link at the start of us recording. <laughs> so it's gone up literally just as we've been recording this show, which is brilliant. So more people have been backing it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's well worthwhile. And so even if you just want to check him a few pounds to as to show support for his project, then it all helps and it will help. Because I think what he ultimately wants to do is just put things out for free for people to use and doing this will help him get to that goal of achieving that. So it's uh, beneficial to everyone. Um, the last thing on my things list is a thing that only I can see. So um, I'm going to make you guys very jealous about this. Um, okay. So we got a, a Christmas package sent to us this week. Sadly, it arrived after I saw you guys. So you'll have to wait until I send it to you. Um, and it is of prints. So I've only opened mine, obviously, because they're all individually wrapped. And oh. these are from the wonderful Martin Scarland. Um, oh, they're going to be beautiful. They, they are. So this is a lovely darkroom print. Um, this particular one is, uh, I really love it. it. It's very architectural. It's of um, two uh, motorway or dual carriageways um, running down and bisected by another one going across. It's very graphic, really my kind of image. And I think it's a four by five contact print that Martin's made. Um, it's a really lovely print. But the thing, the other thing, which I really speaks to, you know when something's come from Martin because the presentation is always exceptional. This is beautifully mm -hmm. mounted and a beautiful um, sort of self-standing thing. Um, and, and it was sent out beautifully wrapped and packaged. What Martin does with his prints is a real object lesson, especially for anybody who's looking to sell their work. Um, when you present stuff as beautifully as Martin does, it makes the hard work that you put into the print really sing. Um, so that's lovely. Really, really lovely. Thank you so much, Martin, for the print. Uh, I will you, make I, sure yeah. that, that Rachel and um, Aidan get theirs um, at some point soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, promise. Uh, I no, I definitely will. But yeah, that was lovely. A lovely thing to have turned. It arrived on a day. Um, so I, I'm very lucky. Uh, this time of year, a lot of my clients give me gifts, um, uh, which vary from sort of Christmas bonuses, which are super helpful. Um, very nice. To, you know, nice bits of food. I got a panettone, which was very nice, and some Ooh. Christmas pickle. Um, and one of my clients, a client for whom I do quite a lot of leaf sweeping and clearing up, um, gave me a leaf rake, uh, <laughs> a cheap plastic <laughs> leaf rake. I was like. Thank Bye. you. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll really want to rake up your leaves again next year, I guess. So, so I was coming home a little bit, just kind of like, I don't know. I don't feel like that was real, a, a terribly <laughs> thoughtful thing to give somebody who just rakes up leaves for you. Um, and there was these lovely packages from Martin, and that really cheered me Aww. up. So thank you, Martin. Oh, and th yes, thank you from from myself and from Aid as well. Even though obviously we haven't seen them yet, I know that they're going to be beautiful. So thank you very much. Yes. We did it. We did, we did it. it we got through all of those things. And and uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier, everybody else who sent in prints um, in the, for the Ilford Print Challenge thing, um, listen out for this week's Sony Sixteen podcast. We talk about them all at length, um, and they were wonderful and beautiful. So um, look forward to that. Okay, yes, that's it. Unless any of you guys have any other bits you mean to throw into the things pile. I'm going to take that as a, as a no. Um, I nope. think we're good. <laughs> we think we're good. Um, which leaves us, of course, with 
for the last time this year, our round 2019. of... 2019. The last thing of 2019, our thanks for the wonderful coffee donors who have made this year so much easier for us and who enabled us to have a lovely day together on Monday. Um, your coffee donations made that possible. Without you, it would have been... Well, it would have been pretty much impossible for you to get down, wouldn't it, Rich? Because you just couldn't have afforded it to. Would. Um, <laughs> nope, unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, so and so much. And to donations of people, we were able to get some nice food and have a good time together, and it was lovely. Um, and we also used the coffee donations for other more <laughs> mundane things as well, like paying for doing all the stuff. But, um, yeah, this it was a new thing we started back in February. And... Gosh, February, wow. Yeah. Thank what you. a year, what a generous lot you've all been. And and as we've said in the past, of course, that's like whether you are able to financially help by supporting and going to our coffee donation page or whether that's sharing what we do with other people and passing that on um, or just generally listening and writing in and or even just listening and having us there in your ear. Um, we really appreciate it in all its forms, the way that you support us. So thank you so much for that. Yeah couldn't have said it better myself um but the one thing we do for our coffee donors that we don't do for everybody who supports <laughs> us through the medium of listening because that would be really difficult is uh we we get our our little christmas elves because they are christmas elves at this time of year go out and find some facts and we've done that again for the last time in 2019 uh and so we see who's lucky enough to have some christmas facts found out about them this week let's do it all right i've steeled myself we're ready go on <sighs> Starting with Malcolm Myers. Okay, to keep things simple, healthy and eco-friendly, Malcolm buys nothing but vegetables for people at Christmas. Um, now, you might think, oh, what a mean thing to do. No, Malcolm is a very generous person and he likes to spend a lot of money on people still. Um, although this does have consequences. Uh, you know, He once bought his mother half a ton of carrots uh, and his wife last year got 50 leeks and a turnip. So, um, you know, this is the problem when you try and invest a lot of money into vegetable funds. Still, it's the thought that counts. David Allen. David Allen doesn't like vegetables and prefers to turn his Christmas culinary skills to patisserie. Uh, every Christmas, he makes a life-size Santa out of nothing but croissants uh, and an articulated reindeer from Belgian buns. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, Jeremy North. Now, this may surprise people, but Jeremy North is personally responsible for creating Santa's naughty list. <laughs> Actually, probably doesn't surprise people. Uh, he uses all his spare time noting down the many crimes children have committed, from, you know, things like giving their dad lip to, you know, the more terrible stuff like sticking bogeys on the dog's forehead. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeff Greenstein. <laughs> oh, now listen, we've said Jeff's name multiple times. It's Greenstein. Come on, Rach. Um That's not how it's written here. Uh, You've well, look... it differently. Oh, so look... I thought it was a different person. <laughs> All right, Even that, Jeff's written differently. That's on me. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Um, Jeff, Jeff Greenstein. There we go. It, okay. Sorry. My bad. Is currently working on a new uh, new film based on sort of the buddy cop, classic buddy cop idea um, featuring a team up between Father Christmas and Jesus. Uh, and they're teaming up together to take on some gremlins who survived the second gremlins movie and have been reproducing and growing in the sewers of New York. Um, so... I mean, one, wow. picture that. Santa Claus and Jesus team up to take on the gremlins. Who doesn't want to see that? Jeff, you're welcome. <laughs> you can have that. 
you can have that one for free, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry, Jeff. Please just do blame Graham because that was not my fault. When you um, see that film being made, Rach, you'll realise that he doesn't mind at all that that got messed up because he's going to make so much money from that film. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, Andy D. Andy D thought he'd been given a set of bagpipes last Christmas, and it wasn't until after a particularly painful rendition of um, You Take the High Road that it was pointed out to him that he'd actually been given a hot water bottle and a pack of metal straws. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Um, well, maybe I wouldn't, but you know. Um, Chris Brand. Chris Brand got visited by three ghosts last Christmas. But fortunately, Christabrand is no Scrooge, so instead the ghosts he got visited by were Casper the Friendly Ghost, Slimer <laughs> from Ghostbusters, and nearly headless Nick off of Harry Potter. Yay. It was a great party! It was like fun. <laughs> and Tobias Holub. Uh, Tobias tried to make all of his Christmas decorations out of cheese. Uh, they looked great, but sadly his house was overrun by mice, uh, cats, and dogs in, in that order. Luckily... <laughs> luckily, <laughs> the Christmas decorations are cheese. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I was going to say, luckily, the dog eating horses that sort of live in that area couldn't fit through the door, so he was saved from that <laughs> fate. Uh, ah, lovely bit of camembert. <laughs> lovely Where bit of camembert. Camembert baubles. <laughs> is that a thing? Can you no, they would melt a lot. It would not work well. Maybe halloumi would work. Well, oh, a bit of Wensleydale. Yeah. Like a little parcel of Wensleydale. That would be nice. Andy, mm. okay, I'm just thinking about cheese. Yeah, sorry. Cheese Christmas decorations, <laughs> yay or nay? What's your feelings? Nay. Baby bells! What are we on about? Obviously, they're already round and ready to go, pre wrapped. Perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, you have very okay. much just brought me on board with that, <laughs> Also, I love the fact that Andy's answer was nay, which is incidentally the sound like the dog eating horses make. Nay. <laughs> nay, chomp wolf. <laughs> Something along those lines. Um, thank you so much everybody who has donated. We won't keep going on, but thank you. It's uh, wonderful. Ah, well, there we go. There we and go. And that was 2019, can you, you believe? Something like that. Something like that. Andy, oh, I know we mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but where can people find all the wonderful stuff that you do on the internet? Thank you very much. So uh, check me out at flogger.co.uk and everything's linked there. And there's links to get your podcast. Was the podcast also called The Flogger? Or Flogger, rather, not The Flogger? Um, no, so I did a complete rebranding a few months ago. Um, so I call it Photography Insights now. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah, there's all links on there now. So I thought you were going to say you did a complete rebranding and you now call it something along the lines of um, Murder Secret uh, uh, Unexplained <laughs> Mysteries, which I think is a great way of getting a lot of listens if you're doing that. <laughs> is it, yeah. I think then we sort of changed on the internet a few years back, though, mate. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so do check out the podcast. As I said at the beginning, Andy speaks to a really diverse range of people doing a diverse range of stuff. So um, you're going to find some great people there to hear. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Andy. It's been a delight and a pleasure having you with us on this pre-Christmas chatteroonie. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's been oh. lovely to chat. Yeah, it's been really cool. Thanks, guys. Do you want to take us out of here, Rach? Oh, no, God, don't drop that on me. I'm the last <laughs> bloody show. Oh, Merry Graham. Christmas. <laughs> That's my gift to you. Oh. <laughs> Panic. Well, um, playing us out um, is the wonderful band Schnauzer with Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs, uh, who uh, let us use that track every week. And it's... Um, uh, Duncan's band from Silverpan who are super Silver lovely Pan. and uh, 
Yes, absolutely. So thank you very much to uh, to Duncan and to the band for for the music. And you can find us on uh, on the internet, as Aid would say. Uh, so 16podcast.com and you can obviously write to us for backing paper which is sunny16podcast at gmail.com you can find Graham and myself um, on various social medias and I am Little Vintage Photography or Vintage Photo Co on uh, Twitter and uh, Graham what are you on Twitter Oh, you Sunny mostly 16 Podcast <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're following <laughs> the Sunny 16 Podcast I'm afraid that's me that's you <laughs> We will blame Graham for that. Excellent. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So thank you very much, everybody. And uh, in the meantime, have a very Merry Christmas and have a lovely week. Yep, have a lovely Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>